Welcome to the Bethesda Christian Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit yourbcc.org or download our mobile app from the App Store. Since this is a picnic, I'm going to preach from a picnic table. That's right. (laughs) This is fun. I like it. Oh, take my shoes off. You know, the last time I preached outside, I took my shoes off. Because the bishop that preceded me, he was from uh, Burning Bush Ministries. And if you know what burning bush is all about, it's about Moses. So he said every time he preaches, he takes off his shoes because he's on holy ground. I guess I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a little, a little holy here. All right, this is nice. This is fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, thank you for bearing with us. That Some things uh, may not have happened exactly as we had thought, but we are here. We're worshiping God under his creation, and it's wonderful. I really enjoyed being able to praise God as I looked. At the trees and the clouds, it was really nice. God provided us an excellent day. It's beautiful. Uh, Yes, let's just thank the Lord. Uh, He sent the rains yesterday and the sun this morning, which was phenomenal. It's September. And September means... It's our missions month. We focus uh, September on our local and our international missions. Last week, we heard from Reverend Barry Allen. He spoke about being motivated by a love for God. If you were here, you heard Reverend Barry uh, speaking from Mark's Gospel, chapter 12. And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all uh, your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And out of that love, something springs up, right? It's uh, a, a love for the Lord motivates us to want to share his love, to spread the word. This morning, I want to talk to you about what it means to spread The word, the word of God. Jesus talked about it and he talked about it using parables. Parables are stories. They're not literal events. They're stories that employ imagery and it really makes it timeless uh, to read some of the stories that Jesus told because we can take the imagery knowing that it had implications for the uh, time and the the place where Jesus lived, but we can apply it to life today. And I have a parable that's about the outdoors appropriately because here we are outside this morning. If you did bring a Bible, open it up to Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. If you have your smartphone or your iPad or a device, you can also uh, turn over to Mark chapter 4. I'm going to read... Good portion of this 
parable that Jesus taught. It says, listen, and these are, this is Jesus speaking. Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but the sun came up. The plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the 12 and the others around him asked him about the parables. Now to verse 13. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what is sown. So that ends Jesus' parable. And the nice thing about this particular parable, unlike some of them, is that Jesus takes the time to explain it to his disciples. So he tells us what the pictures mean. First, there's a farmer. He says the farmer is the one sowing the seed. And then there's pictures of seed on the hard path, seed on the rocky places, seed in the thorny places, seed in the good soil. So these are all pictures of different people. And there's only one, though. There's only one that goes on to produce a crop. So we see the different people. I want to focus on the seed. What did Jesus say the seed was? In verse 14, it's only five words long. And it says, the farmer sows the word. It's the word. The word of God is the seed. And how does the farmer sow this seed? Does he dump it in one place? Does he unload it in shovelfuls? No, we read, as he was scattering the seed, it fell in various places. Different spots, different places. They all represented different people. So it's to cover the ground. Not concentrated, not piled high in, in one place like a fisherman's net. It's not 
balled up. A fisherman doesn't ball up his net and throw it in. No, he spreads it out as far as possible. And this is the picture with the seed. And I brought some seed today just to, to give the example. So if I were, I, I have to plant grass seed every year in my yard because I have a lot of trees in my backyard. The shade really gets it. I have to overseed every single year. So when I get my seed, I, get, I try to get shade, shade tolerance seed. It's very difficult. But I don't take my seed and just do this. That would be silly. That's not, I, you don't plant seed by just plopping it down in a big old pile. I, take, I get my spreader. I have a spreader and I, I spread the seed. And that way I cover a lot of ground. So I brought my spreader. See, it's, it's, it's different than, than just plopping it down in a big clump. When I use my spreader, when I use my spreader, see, the seed goes all over. It's tough for you to see the seed. But those here in the front row, the seed disperses, the seed, the seed scatters, it covers a lot of ground. And this is the picture that Jesus wanted us to see. And he says, this seed, this little tiny seed, is the word of God. It's spread out. It's touching a variety of people. And we are like the farmer. We're the farmer. We're the ones who are called to cast the seed. Do you see the picture? The word of God, we spread it as a seed. And what is this, what is this seed? I look at this seed, and it's so small. We're not giving everyone everything at once. That's overwhelming. I don't plop a whole, a whole pile of seed on the ground. It overwhelms the ground. When a person's thirsty, do we get out the fire hose and turn it on? Hey, you're thirsty. No. We give them a glass of water. And opportunities abound for us daily to give someone a seed. The more we cast, the more ground we cover, the greater the spread. This past Wednesday, we heard from our team that went to Ecuador. They went in July, and they cast the seed of the word of God. And how did they do that? They did it by helping to bring water to remote villages by digging trenches and helping the people in the community to dig. They did it by sharing songs with children. They did it by handing out little flashlights that had a a scripture on there to remind that Jesus is the light of the world. So we support our local and our international missions because it helps to spread the seed of the word. And all of us have a part. And we don't need to be scholars. We don't need to be theologians. We don't need to be experts. As a matter of fact, the very first evangelists for Jesus, they were not theologians. They were not 
people of academia. They weren't professors. They weren't rabbis of the day. No, they were simple people of the land. They were shepherds. They were the first evangelists. And I read you a familiar passage that reminds us of this. It's from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 18. It says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to those on whom his rest favors. When the angels left and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed as at what the shepherds said to them. So this is the familiar story, the familiar account, the narrative of when Jesus Christ was born. And in the evening he was born, who was it? that went and saw Jesus. It was these simple people of the land, the shepherds. And then what did they do? They went out and they told about Jesus. They were not well-studied professors, but shepherds who'd been keeping their flocks. They're watching over their animals one night. The next morning, they're evangelists. They're spreading the seed of the word, the word that they received from God about a Savior. A Messiah has been born. This is the Christ that's been promised. And they were spurred on because they not only had heard, but they had seen him. In verse 17 of Luke 2, it says, When they had seen him, they spread the word. And I want to ask you a question this morning. Have you seen Jesus? Yes, you have. I hear a lot of people saying, yes, you've seen Jesus. Whether you know it or not, you've seen Jesus. He's everywhere. He's everywhere we see him. There's... A woman named Julia Ward Howe, she gives us a great example of seeing Jesus. She wrote a famous song in autumn of 1861. I'm sure we're all familiar with it. Most of us all know it. The first stanza, the first line she wrote, Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. She had seen Jesus. She went on, she said, in the second stanza, she wrote, I have seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. She had seen Jesus. Julia Ward Howe saw him. She saw him how. She saw Jesus in an effort to eliminate the scourge of slavery. And so she could write, He died to make men holy. Let us die to make men free. Have you seen Jesus? Most of you this morning, I know, have seen Jesus. You've seen him on the cross, receiving the penalty for your sin. And you've, ex- you've accepted what Jesus Christ has done for you. And, and, and you've received that. You've received 
that he has paid the penalty and the payment for your sin. You've received Jesus Christ as your savior because he saved you. He saved you from having to make that payment that was justly yours and mine. You saw him on the cross accomplishing your salvation in the giving of his life. And you have seen him in the grace that he has extended to your life. And you've seen him taken down from the cross. You have seen him rising from the dead and over the grave and being triumphant over death. And you've seen him high and exalted, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You have seen him in your life being transformed. Your life isn't the same as it is as it was years ago or even days ago. If you have come and you have met Jesus, you have seen him and he's working every day in your life to transform you. From glory to glory, transformed day by day into his glorious image. You've seen Jesus. You've seen him in a need being met. You have seen him in a prayer being answered. You have seen him in the receiving of unmerited blessing and favor. You have seen him when you've been vindicated uh, in, in a persecution or a trial or a tribulation and you can declare and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You've seen Jesus in the lives of others around you. You've seen him in a kindness extended by another. You've seen him in an encouraging word when you've been down and you've needed help with a problem. You have seen him. In an open door, you've seen him in a listening ear, in an outstretched hand. You've seen Jesus. You've seen him in the rising of the sun, in the brightness of the moon, in the shining of the stars. You have seen him in the grand design of all creation. I look up this morning as I praise God and I see Jesus, the creator of this earth. We have all seen Jesus, as certain and sure as the shepherds saw Jesus Christ on the day that he was born, we have seen our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. And when they saw Jesus, the shepherds did not hold back. They went out and they were stirred within and they spread the word that they heard. They spread the seed of the word of God. And all who heard it, it says they were amazed. When you see your Savior, when you recognize him everywhere, when you see him in the little things, when you see him in the big things, spread the word. Spread the seed of the word. Not an overwhelming inundation, not a fire hose approach, but cast a seed. Cast a seed when that opportunity arises. A seed here, a kernel there. Perhaps some of the seed of the word has fallen on you this morning, but the ground was hard. Or there were rocks. Or there were thorns. And that seed did not take root. The seed can take root in you today. Jesus was born to save the world from the scourge of sin. The shepherds didn't know the entire story. They had only a glimpse of a child who they had heard was the Savior of the world, who would one day pay their debt and pay their sacrifice. They didn't even know the complete story. But he did go on to sacrifice and pay their debt. They let that seed that they received sink down, and it stirred something within them. You can let it 
sink down in you this morning. If it's never taken root, I want to invite you to just believe that Jesus Christ paid your debt this morning. And I want to pray with you. I want to pray with all of us here before we close and we go on into our picnic festivities. Let's pray. Let's pray. You, if, if you've never really let the root or the seed of the word of God sink down and take root in you this morning, bow your heart before the Lord God Almighty. Believe that Jesus Christ paid your debt and you can receive him and you can begin to be transformed. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this glorious and this wonderful time this morning. Thank you, God, that so many of us have seen Jesus. And Lord, if there's any here under this pavilion this morning who maybe have seen you, but they haven't let that seed germinate and take root, God, I just pray right now for any here. Lord, if they're calling out to you, if they're asking for you to let that seed root down, God, trim away those thorns, we pray. Remove the rocks. Lord, may the soil of the heart be good, that it would receive the seed of the word of God this morning. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you for you touching lives and transforming and renewing and making making us different. We praise you for it, Lord, and we thank you for it, God. We bless your holy name. You're awesome, and we thank you. We commit it to you, God. Now we pray you bless the rest of our afternoon, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.